everybody. I'm Katie Knight and welcome back to Can You Put Me on Guest List. I am really, really excited to share this next episode with you with Hannah Wants, who was just so lovely to talk to. Back in December, Hannah decided to move over to Ibiza with her gorgeous dog, Ivor, to reset and work on herself after a really, really difficult year that she had last year. As many of you will already know, at the start of 2020, Hannah was re-diagnosed with breast cancer after being diagnosed the first time in 2017. A couple of months after being diagnosed for the second time, COVID hit, which obviously complicates any situation. So in this podcast, we talk about that time for her and the effects that it had on her mental health and how she is taking control of her well-being to overcome such a challenging time. We also spoke about how making music has been a big part of her healing process and the music that she's been working on the relaunch of her label Etiquette, how she's been enjoying the island so far, and much more. Hannah was just so down to earth, so open about what she's been through, and I left her house feeling really inspired by her, really motivated, and just very grateful that I had the chance to sit down and spend some time with her. So I really hope you enjoy this chat Please remember to subscribe to the podcast and thank you so much for listening. This is the amazing Hannah Wants here on Can You Put Me on Guest List. Hannah, how are you? I'm very well, thank you. How are you? I'm good. This is so nice to leave my house for once and come to this beautiful home. And be face to face with somebody. And be face to face. Yeah, I know all of my podcasts over the last year have just been over Zoom. So it's actually nice to yeah. sit and see somebody for once. To talk to someone yeah. the, the proper way. Exactly. Thank you for asking me and thank you for coming as well. Oh no, it's an absolute pleasure. I was just saying to you before I started telling you, I am convinced that I have interviewed you before in, must have been around 2013, 2014, I was presenting for Amnesia TV and you were playing together. And I remember you coming off the main stage and I was either waiting for you to come off to interview and it either did or it didn't happen, but I am like 95% sure but it happened but I was trying to look for the video and I can't find yeah, it yeah I was going to say you need to get in those archives don't you and find it it's a possibility because um, I was um, doing to get together and amnesia quite regularly back yeah, you then were. Yeah. that's a long time ago I know it was wow I know wow. Wow. I'll try if I find it I'll send it yeah, to you for nostalgia purposes yes. yeah send it over <laughs> How's your time been here in Ibiza? Amazing. Very grateful that I got here. I was kind of leaving England just as things were kind of taking a step up in terms of all the, you know, restrictions and things. So extremely grateful to be here. Um, it's just, it's it's a nicer place to be right now. So, um, yeah, it's Ibiza. And, and you know what? I've never actually been been coming to Ibiza, been DJing Ibiza for over 10 years. I think this is my 11th year now and never been here in the winter. So it has been unreal to come here and just see the flip side of the island. You I was going to say to you have, you, have you experienced Ibiza in the winter? It's different, isn't it? Never, ever, ever. It's so bizarre. First of all, the bars and restaurants and just that kind of, you know, even they would be open right now, but they're not. So there's that kind of difference. But just 
walking around Ibiza and not seeing tourists and not hearing, you know, the thud of the, the <laughs> music, you know, always in the background. It's just so bizarre, but so beautiful. You know, I, I, it's really nice to come here and, and have that kind of tranquility, you know. Yeah, I've seen you've been exploring beaches. Yes, it is my mission to kind of go to, you know, when I see a sign, because the island's so small, you know, yeah. see the sign, just tick it off the list, isn't it? So I'm starting, I'm getting there, um, and seeing some beautiful places but I've got so much more to do yeah you know yeah. only just started I know there's so many beaches that sometimes I even like I mean I've lived here permanently for seven years and there's sometimes even beaches where I'm like I've never heard of that beach before yeah uh, you'll have to tell me if there's any hot spots that I do need I to will. go to you know and now is the perfect time as you were yeah. saying before because you literally get there and there's be there's nobody there I went to is it Calador you yeah. know that it's literally just down the road Esvedra I'm obsessed with oh. Esvedra anyway I went in the morning I had the beach to myself and I was thinking, shall I go swimming? Like, I could just get naked. Like, I can do whatever. There was nobody, yeah. nobody there. It was amazing, you know, because that, that those kind of beaches would be absolutely rammed normally. And I'm not a fan of being in big crowds anyway, but honestly, the the, the, the beauty and just the... The, the silence is, is just insane, insane. Love it. In Canador, there is a really nice restaurant that do the best paella that you have to go to. Oh, I've been wanting. I've been asking all my, all my friends that are here at the minute. I've been saying, I'm not going to say it in a Spanish way. Like, we say paella. 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 Um, I've been wanting um, the best or just a good vegetarian paella here. And mm. obviously, I've been struggling because restaurants have shut. So if you've got any recommendations for delivery or where I can go and collect it, let me know. I definitely do. Honestly. I'm going to oh, give yeah. you some after. It's been on my mind since I've been here, but I haven't actually had one. Oh, Tried so and failed in Ibiza town once. Went round wondering and everywhere was closed. Yeah, sometimes some of these, like they're a bit like touristy traps, aren't they? The ones yeah. in Ibiza town. But yeah, up here, there's some really good ones. So I'll send you some. Hit me up with the recommendations. Thank you. <laughs> what else have you been doing since you got here? Yeah. Um, trying to get a good balance, you know, figure out a new routine, mm -hmm. um, stay sane. You know, I am very blessed to be here. I, I do love it. But when I did come out here, I didn't envisage that they would shut down all the borders. So, you know, I'd had planned that my family, my sister was going to come out. My, you know, my best friend, um, my best, another best friend who works for me, she was going to be coming out frequently so we could, you know, just do work stuff. Um, we could party, you know, with my friends. And so all of that social side of things has been um cut off so that's been a bit difficult but still counting on my blessings you know I'm able to work on myself and work on music out here mad inspired you know like it's just it I mean it's just beautiful do you know what I mean so working on me working on music and working on kind of the future when I hope you know things do start to start back up again you know when did you and why did you decide to actually move over so it was a Monday morning, a very cold, wet, windy Monday morning at home, uh, start of November. And I just, well, I was, was on Instagram actually, and I saw somebody post and somebody was in Ibiza and it was just one of those light bulb moments. It just went ding. And I was like, why am I here? Go to Ibiza. You know, the first time I've been DJing for over 10 years, the first time in my entire career that I can tell you what I haven't got a gig this month or next yeah. month or the month after so if there was ever a time and it's just never going to be possible again for yeah. me to go and base myself in a different place it was now or never and 2020 was a difficult year you know and I just thought I'm in the position to have that freedom to go 
I'm taking advantage of that and I'm getting out of here. So that day, made the plan, wrote it down. I've still got the the uh, what's it called? pages document on my laptop and I mapped out how I was going to get there over Christmas, booked it, packed it, booked <laughs> off. <laughs> it, was one, it was literally just like that. And you were here for Boxing Day? Yes, yeah, travelled over Christmas. I wanted to make use of the empty roads um, over Christmas. You know... It was me and Ivor. Ivor, for anybody that doesn't know, is my dog, my baby, my four, my four fur babies, what people call He's them. So cute. My my son. So it's just me and him, and I just thought we'd just travel for Christmas. You know, woke up in France Christmas morning. Um, I made a huge error. You know, when um, you obviously assume that services etc are going to be open. Yeah. Coronavirus plus Christmas. I can tell you that services aren't open. I had. I had no hot food, like, not complaining, three days. And I, I'd only packed in my bag all of the Christmas snacks, you know, Haribo's, chocolates. Um, thankfully, I'd boiled four, four eggs and I lived <laughs> off boiled eggs and chocolate for three days whilst I travelled over because oh. I couldn't find anywhere open, you know. It was, it was minimal. But that aside, it was an amazing trip. No problems at borders. Got here, cried driving to. It was so emotional, so emotional getting off that ferry, driving to my villa. Isn't yeah. that the best feeling? I know that exact feeling because yeah. I've experienced that feeling. Like that getting off. Was did you have a really early morning one, or was did you have the one one pm one? I had the uh, twelve o'clock. Oh, yeah, 12. The, yeah, the, the twelve o'clock one. I did want it. In fact, it was meant to be the nine am one, but they they literally just messaged me a couple of days before, and it, the time had been pushed back. And um, Ibiza is just such a special place to me. It you know, twenty twenty was a tough year personally and for, and for everybody. And coming here is somewhere that, you know, it just means so much. And that's why I just got off. And I just, it was just too much. I just thought, it's time to heal now. You know, that's why I come yeah. here. You know, beautiful place to heal. And it was just, it's, it's just incredible, you know. I, I, I love this place and I, and I, and I love, love the energy here, you know. Let's talk a little bit about um, about your difficult year last year. Um, yeah, one for the books. <laughs> <laughs> um, you were di- re-diagnosed with breast cancer after having been diagnosed back in, in, in 2017. And from what I understood and read, you made a lot of changes in, in your life and your lifestyle after going through through the first battle. So I can only imagine how hard it must have been for you to go through it all over again, especially mentally. And on top of that, COVID hit, which obviously doesn't help any situation. Um, You've also been very publicly open about both of your journeys, the first and and the second time, to raise awareness, help other people, and also, I guess, to to heal yourself as well and to write about it. So I'd like you to talk a little bit about this second journey, especially with everything that's been going on and how you've really taken control of your your health and and your well-being to to overcome such a challenging, challenging time in, in your life. So, yeah, last year uh, was by far... And 2017 was difficult for me in a personal level anyway. I think I was only 29, 30 when I was first diagnosed. So that in itself in 2017 is um, a world-turning moment. And I did, you know, I I was um, open about declining um, conventional methods aside from surgery, you know, and I wanted to go down the more kind of natural, holistic treatment paths, Mm -hmm. um... And I'm glad I did that. I made huge changes to my life. I never used to live right. You know, I would tour and barely sleep for 10 days. I'd be flying. You know, I just I just didn't look after me. I thought I was invincible. Um, didn't eat well. 
didn't sleep well. You know, I just... I didn't appreciate or look after me or my body, you know. It was just work, 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 work. So after 2017, made a huge amount of changes and felt really comfortable and felt happier, healthier and stronger than I ever have done, which is why last year in 2020, in February, the re-diagnosis was even more difficult than the first one because I was just so confident, you know, that I'd done the right thing and I was happy and healthy, you know what I mean? I was, I was... Um, in a much better state on all levels at that point. So it comes as a huge shock. Now, no one can ever tell me why or, you know, cancer is such a, such a huge subject and no cancer is the same. So you can only kind of soul search and try and come to your, your reasonings. Um, but it was a huge moment for me. And you're right in that. That happened in February. The next month coronavirus happened and so that shut down my DJing at the end of days my my love my passion what I do how who I see myself as um it keeps me busy you know it's my my purpose you know so then in 2017 even though I was going through all that trauma um with the cancer diagnosis I had my passion you know when I was still traveling after my surgery you know I was still traveling around and keeping my mind busy and you know, getting it fulfillment via gigs. This time it didn't happen. It was the diagnosis in February. Coronavirus shut everything down. Thankfully, I managed to do my UK um, and Ireland tour. So it was actually the two weekends just before everything just shut down. So I was super grateful for that. But then touring stopped. And then I actually had one of the worst relationship breakups that you can ever imagine in July, so within six months, six months period, I had the cancer diagnosis, the sudden stop of my passion, my income. Um, you, you know, everybody's gone through, everyone can understand that, um, how difficult that would have been. And then um, a really difficult, um, it was in the national papers, it was, you know, the lies, betrayal. It was just the worst. It, it should have made it. It could have made a movie. It was that bad. So it was, last year was um, by far, by far the most difficult time, by far the most difficult year of my life. Um, one of the reasons why I've come out here to heal from that, to heal from the year, you know, it was, it was, um, it was a lot. I have made more changes now. You know, I had some more surgery. I did, um, I de I declined chemo. Um, that's something that just doesn't sit with me personally. And, you know, I speak to a lot of people that have had cancer and a lot of people who know people close to them who have had cancer. And I just want to express how individual a cancer journey is. You know, just because I'm here advocating a, a natural holistic route doesn't mean that that's the way that everybody... You should follow your gut and, you know, what 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 your soul is telling you to do and that's what I've done and for me personally I just don't agree with chemo so I declined that had some more surgery accepted radiotherapy because it was just kind of localized to one area mm -hmm. I knew I was healthy I would be juicing alongside and eating well so did that um actually went through sailed through that and um and now I'm back on my uh, natural holistic route where you know I'm just I have my um, I eat organically. I have a juice and a smoothie every day with lots of supplements. I have blood tests, you know, every few months to monitor certain levels, adapt supplements to do that. 
um, make sure I work out every day, yoga, energy work, you know, all of these kind of things. Now I can just, what I was doing before, but fine tuning things and, um, you know, and continuing on with my journey and, and back to a stage now where, um, I'm fine, um, no evidence of disease, and now I have to crack Amazing. on crack on with um, just as everybody else does, really, in the hope that, you know, it, I don't have to deal with that again. So fingers crossed it, it is what it is. And well, that's amazing news. I'm so thank happy you. for you. Yeah. Would you have any advice for anybody that is maybe going through the same thing or anybody that has that's living with somebody that's maybe going through the same thing or something similar? Um, research, number one, just follow, follow, follow um, and listen to your instinct. You know, you have a lot of people, a lot of doctors who tell you what is the right thing to do. And, you know, my experience is going into the doctor's, you know, office, is that the right word? And, and <laughs> I don't know, office room, doctor room. room. <laughs> um, and they, you know, often thrown a load of percentages if you do this you you might die here if you don't do this you might and it's just I I don't see myself as a percentage and I, I and whilst that that's the only way that you know such a huge board as in the NHS can calculate things um yeah. I'm not a percentage and there are huge variants of people's people's you know willpower people's diets people's um will to live people you know just everything and so I didn't want to I found it difficult to be just categorised as a percentage. So just listen to yourself. You don't need to... Doctors aren't always right. I mean, respect, love doctors for what they do, but um, which it's just a case of go away, take everything that they've said on board, but go away and do your own research, speak to people who have been in similar situations. There are other things that you can do alongside or instead of things, cannabis oils, um, Reiki, acupuncture. There's just so much that you can do, even if you're going to go down the conventional route or, or pick, pick and mix little bits. You just have to find that package and make yourself... At the end of the day, cancer is... Um, You've got an overly toxic body, which most of us do have living in today's life. Um, so it's a case of detox yourself, mind, body, spirit, not just in one in yeah. one aspect. Um, and, and just live a better life, you know. It, I, it's the best and worst thing that ever happened to me because a cancer diagnosis really, really changes the future for your life you know and you become extremely appreciative of things just for life you know I mean my mom it's my mom's birthday the other day I think she was 56 57 and I'm just like congratulations on 57 years of life you know like I as you know I would love that you know it's just appreciating it, it really does bring things back to a core and makes you appreciate things I read somewhere as well that um, you, you've been doing a lot of music recently as yes. well. Has that been a big part of, of your healing process as well? Yes, it has actually. And um, ironically enough, well, it's not ironically, it's kind of obvious, isn't it? But some of the best music you make is when you are, you know, either in love or going through pain. Yeah. And um, obviously, well, not much of my music is that on, on that kind of emotive level, but... Um, I've been able to work with one of the blessings from the coronavirus situation um, 
work with a variety of vocalists and different artists and one vocal that I received, her name's Clementine Douglas. She's actually a Brummie as well, by the way, so. Um, got sent a, a huge folder of her vocals and it was the first one that I listened to and, oh, my God, like, I, I had it on repeat and was just crying. Like, I just knew it, it just... It resonated with me so hard and every time I post clips of the track, we ended up... Um, turning it into an absolute banger, if I do say so myself. I've never had my phone pop off whenever I put up a clip. Never had my phone pop off my inbox saying, you know, when's it released and just asking questions. So that um, that's going to come from, you know, the bad situation. Yeah. But most definitely coronavirus, the heartache and not being, you know, travelling... One of the good things to come out of that is a multitude of music that I just would never have made otherwise with different artists and style-wise because, you know, it, I would tell people you shouldn't make music for a specific purpose, you know, you should always be true to yourself. But if I'm honest, I'm guilty of pre-corona trying to make music for dance floors and not really exploring other sounds. Yeah. Whereas now I've had over a year delving into different subgenres underneath the huge, amazing genre of house music, you know, yeah. and that along with working with different artists and being able to have access to, you know, great writers and, 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 and vocalists has really elevated my productions and if there's one great thing to come from what's happened last year, it's going to be my productions moving forward. I think a lot of artists are, are probably in the same position as well, that they're just not making music now for the dance floor. I can't remember who it was the other day, and I want to say Scream, and he tweeted something like, for the first time in my life, I feel like the producer I've always wanted to be. I'm sure that a lot of artists, though, all of a sudden, it's like giving them this time to, to really find themselves and create and try different things and different sounds and collaborate with different people. It's, it's been liberating, you know. What, another blessing is that I signed a publishing deal with Ultra and it's mm -hmm. via them that I've been able to kind of get access to a whole host of, you know, producers and writers and vocalists, etc. So that's opened up a whole new... Um, just area that I've never had access yeah. to do. So it's it's been a few different contributing factors, but together, um, like you say, I've just been able to sit there and make music that just makes, you know, gives me goosebumps that I'm not thinking about the dance floor, that will translate well. But when, when we do go back, I don't think things will be the same. You know, music and the styles that, you know, people are going to be playing, it's going to be a little bit different, but that should make, make it amazing. You know, people are going to come with some unique... You know, people might have changed a little bit, people might have changed a lot, yeah. but you'll see with my productions how um, I think my sound has matured, definitely, and just and just improved, you know, the quality, I think, is going uh, to improve in my future. Speaking of Ultra, you've just released Lift Off. Tell us a little bit about the story. Was it? Did you make that here in Ibiza? No, no, so that was, was it, I'm going to say about a year ago around about the time that was the first track that I actually made with um, Ultra, well, via Ultra, mm. because Nathan Nicholson was, again, one of the vocalists that... It's it's like Christmas. They, they just send me folders of different um, vocals and, and, and artists, and I can just sit there and just, you know, just go through them, and I can just yeah. close my eyes, and then it's just one that just goes ding. <laughs> and that was one of them, you know... 
Nathan Nicholson. It was a great vocal to work with and really happy with how it came out in the in the end, you know what I mean? It was something that just pretty f- flowed pretty quickly and easily, to be honest. I mean, I haven't met him in person and, and I would love to meet him. We've obviously, we've, we've spoken, but great process. Really love the record. Wish I could play it in clubs. It is what it is. It's, you know, it is what it is. What else have you been working on? Is there anything you can share with us? Or? So, yeah, uh, for the first time, another, you know, the, going back to the the great, I say it's the great thing, it's probably the one of the only great things for me to come out of this, but just in terms of the music, because I would always kind of prioritise DJing, that's my, that's my go-to. Mm. Um, productions were a backstep for me, do you know what I mean? It was something that I did, not because I had to, but... I just didn't have the time to... I didn't know. I didn't make the time to sit there and indulge myself in it, you know what I mean? And and the ultra access to all of these amazing um, people. So, um, because I've been able to make loads of music now, for the first time in 10 years, I've actually got a full release schedule, um, which is standard for most DJ producers. Um, but for me, never had it. So I think I've got... It's, what month are we in now? Oh, I'm not February. even... I don't know what day it is. I don't know what month it February. is. I can't tell you anything. <laughs> Have you just had to look at this, though? Yeah. I just had to look, yeah. <laughs> no um, idea. So I've got a, a, a record out called O'Reilly, which is a club record that was actually made pre-corona, um, and I have actually played that in a club. Memories, like the old days. Um, so that's coming out via Armada next month. I've got a collaboration with Ilias and Berrientos that's coming out in, I think that's April as well, actually. And it was a take on a classic track. Remember Red Carpet, All Right? Mm-hmm. You know, everything's going to be all right. I'd, I was listening to that track and I was like, oh my God, that's the, the, the vocal felt so fitting now, you know, yeah. everything's going to be okay. So um, started working on something, sent it over to the boys. They loved it. Then they put their spin on it. So that's something I'm really looking forward to to, to putting out. Again, it's the same kind of thing, but just being able to collaborate with different, yeah. you know, producers that I would never have collaborated with Ilias and Berrientos, you know, prior, probably not anyway. Jess Bays is another one who I've collaborated with. Escouche, I've got collaborations with him his, him coming out. Mian, who actually lives in Ibiza, you yeah, know, just so, nice. so many people. Um, what else have I got coming out? So, oh, really, Ilias and Berrientos, Jess Bays collab. I've got... Um, a four or five track EP coming out on my record label later this year. I think it's going to be a four track EP on Ultra later this year. There's just so much happening. I'm actually making music now for 2022, which is just insane for me. I've never, never, I've never been in this position. And again, that's a good thing where I can just relax with the music rather than be trying to make something to release something, you know, so so many lessons have been learned and I'm just really excited for people to hear what's going to come out. Have you been making a lot of music here in Ibiza? A little bit, a little bit, sketching lots of ideas. The first kind of four weeks, I didn't really have anything set up. It was my mission to get, I had to build... Um, because I'm out here on my own, I've had to find all the materials that I need and literally handcraft myself a DJ booth because I wanted to set up the stream. So it took me a few few, you did that. few weeks. I did that. That's Everything. amazing, Hannah. Got the sticker. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, I actually got the desk from Ikea. Um, I didn't have like 
you know, electronic, I don't even know what you call them, tools to, like, <laughs> put holes in things. So I used a screwdriver and was, like, whacking, banged a hole through the desk and then, like, got a little saw and sawed a little thing for the wires. Like, so it took me a while yeah, to yeah. set up on that. But but now I'm kind of, you know, sketching ideas and stuff and, and uh, yeah, I'm going to be making some great music out here. It's yeah. just mad just looking out to, to here. I just sit here and I'm just, like... Tronny's not much making gets done. I'm just sat looking and just appreciating, you know, but... Oh, for um, everyone that's listening, the views up here are insane. Like, the sky right now is, like, blue, orange, yellow, pink. You can see the sea, just surrounded by nature. So I'm sure, stunning. like, just with these views and these surroundings, yeah. it'll be so easy to get creative. Some of... I've, I've been obsessed with black coffee since I've been here. Mm. I, I love him anyway, but mm, I've been too. delving more into his back catalogue and... Um, a lot of my, you know, ideas and music that I've been making now, you know, has been kind of um, influenced by him. And, 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 I, and I do believe, I know I'm going to say it, of course I'm going to say it, but I do believe it's going to be the, the, the best stuff that I've ever released. By far, by far. Exciting times. <laughs> it is, it is, it is. You mentioned also about your label, yep. Etiquette? Etiquette. Etiquette. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> you know what, when I read that, I so when I read in English sometimes, I read it like as if it's Spanish, so I end up being like, Etiquette. Etiquette, yeah. <laughs> you need to teach me. You know what, we can speak Spanish, we can stay in contact, and can you teach me some Spanish? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. I, I need to be fluent. I've learned so much since I've been here, but I know we're digressing now, aren't we? But um, yeah, I do really want to significantly improve my Spanish. Spanish Now's was the time. Perfect time. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Now we'll do it. For Should sure. we try and continue this in Spanish? Yeah. No, I'm just saying, don't, <laughs> don't. Bueno, hola, Hannah. <laughs> Switch. Um, so you 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 just basically Etiquette. relaunched the label. Yeah. Why did you decide to relaunch it now? What was the your thought process behind it, and what's new? Uh, if I'm honest, I fell out of love with the branding the identity right. uh, there was a reason to it when we started the label uh, in 2018 I think I've learned a lot in the first two years of what I do want of what I don't want and I really wanted to kind of especially with not having the clubs to release the music mm. I thought it was best to kind of take a little back step from the releasing I mean there was no pressure to be releasing anything and I wanted to level up this year on all levels so I wanted to really strengthen the brand identity which I really believe we've done got Marie who who I work with a lot she is phenomenal so the rebrand went great and just took a few months to to hunt some new music down you know and put myself and the label in a position where we're not chasing music and we've got you know the year planned out ahead yeah. so it was just take some time away look at what we've done from the past two years what did we do right what did we do right and then level up ready to go again so is that marie french marie yes of course oh, it is what a yeah. sweetheart she's amazing yeah. she is ink there's not she doesn't do i send she we don't even need to bounce stuff back i just say it and she does and it. she just does it and i'm just like wow she's incredible she so is. talented she is so 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 talented so yeah. what have you got coming up um on the label so we've just released last week was a scooch you know i say a scooch i hope it's not a scooche i never know how to say his i name. say a scooche but again because it's spanish, spanish yeah well i'm spanish now so a scooche scooche released who's he's actually one of my favorite producers and he's a real kind of firm family favorite at the label love love his productions so we just released a two-track ep from him last week mm -hmm. i think joe iglesias is up next another great producer 
Um, been trying to find, you know, some up-and-coming producers as well. I found a guy called 18 Keys back home. Really, really good music. So we're just kind of wrapping up this, the, the B-side to that. Evan Duthie. Duthie or Duthie, I'm not sure. Spanish or English. <laughs> Depends how you say it. <laughs> another, another guy who's been kind of simmering for a while, managed to bag, I think it's a two or three track EP. So getting a, a nice host of known... Um, known names and up-and-coming names. Like I think some of the known established names, Miguel Bastida, mm. Lorenzo de Blanc, um, Joey Glazias. Gosh, there's... Who else? It, there's a there's lot a, of good artists there. They're, they're a, nice, a nice variation, and we're not kind of pigeonholing ourselves into just tech house, do you know what I mean? Especially yeah. under this current climate, I'm going to be releasing, you know, more deep house and... Um, We've even got one track that I wouldn't say it's progressive house, but it just kind of doesn't really sit into yeah. tech or deep or, you know, just a, a really nice variety of artists and music is going to be coming. Really excited for it. I'm really proud of it now that we've leveled up the branding as well. Yeah. When you get into the studio and like you're not feeling so creative that day, what do you do? Is, is there anything that you do? Like if you're mentally blocked and you're like, I don't really know where to go with this, what do you just leave it? I don't, don't do anything. I've, I've always been that type and like when pre-corona <clears throat> it was never my full kind of priority or focus anyway you know wrongly or rightly so maybe I should have put more time into it but DJ's always been my passion yeah. I've always focused on that so if things aren't flowing and I don't have an idea it's simple I just get up and and, and I have you know I have other you know businesses or other work I can be doing or I'll go and work out or especially here or I'll just you know there's just so much I, I can always be doing something so I won't try and force yeah. anything not just production I won't force anything if it's not working um you know I'll leave it simmering in my brain go do something else what advice would you give somebody that's starting or thinking about starting a label um good question I would say uh be mindful of what you release because and I would say that from a personal perspective as well because if I could go back and edit my back catalogue I would you know what I mean like I think once you put something out whether it's you personally or your label it's out there forever and and even though you want to be at the forefront and you want to release and you want to be active it could actually be counterproductive if if it if it's not right you know and I'm guilty of that myself personally and if I could look back at the label I mean I'm not saying that I wouldn't have released you know, lots of things on etiquette that we didn't. I'm just saying you've just got to be extremely specific with what you want because once it's out, it's out. So that and 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 making sure you've got a really strong brand identity. There are so many labels out there now, so so much competition. You have to stand out from the crowd, and you can't fuck around with or or undercut um, things like logos and branding because that's what is ultimately part of the credibility of the label. You know, things can look sick or, or look cheap or, you know, it, it matters. So as much as it should be about the music, it's business, do you know what I mean? So <laughs> it's got to look good and just be confident with what you're putting out and don't rush, you know, think things take time. Be, be proud of what you put out. I love what you said about once it's out there, it's out. Because when I was trying to look for this video the other day doing the interviews, I was like, oh my God, some of these interviews are yeah. awful. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm the same. Why did I even ask that stupid question? Yeah, I'm, I'm the same. Like, oh, what did I have to do? I went to look at my um, 
stream on YouTube the other day and obviously a couple of other interviews come up and, and I'm the same. I'm like, oh, no, 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 we won't just skip past that. But it's it's a say, it's, it's yeah. just be mindful that when things go out nowadays with, with YouTube and the internet, it's there for good. And you, you I, I wish I could take a couple of things off my Spotify back, back catalogue. I can't, yeah. you know, so it's lessons learned. You have also recently started your live stream series that we were just talking about before. What Hannah wants. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about the idea. So I got here, and obviously I haven't DJed for a year now, coming up to a year. I miss it. I love it. Mm. I haven't really. I didn't really do many streams last year. Um, I don't know why. I just didn't. Do oh, actually, I do know why. Streams. You know, I pre of course I prefer yeah. people being in front of me. And I do know why I didn't do it last year because obviously all that shit happened because <laughs> because of the cancer, because of the relationship and because of, um, you know, it, it was just a tough year. So my mind really wasn't on doing live streams and stuff. But here, perfect place. I miss connecting with people more than anything. I miss, I, I, you know, I want people to know what, I, what I'm making at the minute, what I'm playing, what's coming out on etiquette. I want to I be able to connect with, I want to be able to play music. Yeah. So I just thought, got here, mission, what Hannah wants, why not do a, a you know, a, a stream series where I can have different kind of beautiful backdrops. I mean, I hope people can come to Ibiza this year, but it's still up in the air, isn't it? And if I can just even offer a nice view and a good bit of music for an hour, then... I'll come. Then, <laughs> then it's, a, it's a vibe, isn't it? You know what I mean? So I want people to be at home and if they want to listen what I'm up to or if they're partying in the houses mm. or well, you know whatever they're doing I want people to be able to if they want to connect with me or if they just want um, a, a good hour and a half or two hours of music I want people to just be able to access it so you find that like obviously with everything that's been going on and you know doing live streams and stuff do you feel like you can connect more with your fans because I guess like when sometimes when you play at a club like that's the end of the gig that's it you don't really get to, to, to well I don't know if sometimes you do get to hang around and stay with them speak to them whatever but now obviously online you can stream people can message you at the same time you can have a chat do you feel like you have felt more of a stronger connection or um, I'm going to say no, only because because I'm like a one-man band because my best friend and my, you know, the my assistant or my team or no part of my team can come out. I'm doing it all myself, so I, I can't be connecting yeah. whilst I'm DJing anyway. And there's just nothing that will ever beat people being in front of you. It doesn't, you know, whether I stay after or not. I mean, I do when I can. But you don't even need to speak to people to connect in the dance floor. You know, I can be, you know, eye contacting the person at the back of the dance floor and we've, we've had that connection, do you know what I mean? So um, definitely not, but it's the best that I can do and it's something that I'm enjoying doing. And, I, and on top of that, what I, what I want to do is do different theme sets, something that I can't do in clubs. Obviously, when I go and play a peak time set, I can't go and play an Ibiza classic set. Whereas here, I want to be able to kind of explore and show different genres and subgenres that have, you know, shaped me, moulded me, that inspire me. So, for example, 2010 to 2013 Deep House, when I first used to come out to the island, huge era for Deep House by far. It's untouchable, in my opinion. I want to do a 2010 to 2013 Deep House set. I want to do an Ibiza Classics set. I want, you know, I want to be able to just do all of these different things and which I just wouldn't 
be able to do in a club or if I was touring, you know, I want to put together just a nice series and I want to do some back-to-backs like Lindsay Matthews lives out here, Mian lives out here, Rafa Barrios, who I think he lives in Sevilla. Um, You know, so I'm I'm, I'm talking to people and people are interested in coming here and, you know, and filming back-to-back sets with me. So it's just something cool, something different and I can just really kind of explore sounds and, you know, people can enjoy it. Perfect place to do it, really, isn't it? Perfect place. Is there anything else you're really looking forward to in 2020? Wait, 2020? 2020. I hope I get to DJ to a crowd. The, the way that I see it now is I am planning for the worst and I'm hoping for the best. I don't yeah. think I'm going to be very active this year. I don't think I'm going to be touring a great deal. So I'm going to focus on myself, focus on, you know, if I, you know, seeing friends, you know, just things that kind of are good for my soul, focus on the music side of things so that when we do start touring again, which I hope is late th- later this year, we'll see, um, I can be back where I want to be and that's the decks, you know. That's what I'm looking forward to doing. And you know what? It's just taking every day as it comes, isn't it? Oh. Things change every day, every week. Literally. Who knows what's going to be happening in... I mean, is Boris announcing something next week? And even if he does, it doesn't mean shit anyway. So, <laughs> so, so, so just it's just making it through, being the best and happiest that I can be. You know, everybody's going through tough times right now and just um, making it through. And hopefully there's some beautiful raves on the horizon. Yeah, absolutely. It's so true, though, just taking every day as it comes. Like, every single morning, that's all. Like, sometimes I'll be thinking about, oh, what's going to happen next week? What's happening next month? And I haven't done this, and what's going to happen with that? And then I'm like... Why am I even bothering about thinking about this right now? Every, like, everything, everything's changing. When I first come here, I was thinking, oh, I'll just stay until the 1st of April because I wanted to go to Costa Rica to do some ayahuasca retreat before mm. what we were going to do. We were planning my tour for May. So that was in the in the diary. And then obviously the tours had to be moved back to September. It's still not looking great for September now. So I think I'm going to stay for here for April. So just going what you say, everything's changing week to week. Literally. It's best not to plan, especially because I'm so military. You know, if I write it down and I expect things to happen, you know, so I'm trying to just chill, roll with it and just, and just you know what, just try and keep ourselves sane and as happy as possible, Literally. you know. I'm, I think I'm getting worse, like, the more time I spend at home because I've made, like, the most... St- like strictest routines yeah. that every morning I do the same thing and then one little thing will happen it will throw me off and I'm like I didn't get my 10 minute meditation in like this whole day is ruined you know, I, I am exactly the, exactly the same and because I, I live uh, alone I say alone with, with my son with Ivor <laughs> um, but he can't talk I only have me and me to make myself accountable so I went to uh, Fita and bought myself a board so I've actually like I've checkered this board with all the things that I need to do daily as my accountability board so I'm literally there like psycho crossing done this I've done this Isn't what do I need to do though, crossing yeah, it yeah that's that's why I do it because I, I have to I don't like to see them not crossed out so I'm keeping busy I'm happy to be here and I just hope every day I, every day I hope for a miracle that the world can finally be free again yeah absolutely what do you think are the main things you learned from 2020 you know what not to take things for granted, the simple things. I would do anything to be in an airport waiting for a delayed plane. And I'll be like, 
I'd just be smiling. Babies around you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> babies screaming, awful food at airports, and I'm hungover. I'll take any of it. Give me any of that now. You know, I just one time I think the just before, not just before, about six months before coronavirus, I think my one of my flights was delayed for nine hours. Give me it. Tell me what airport to go to now. <laughs> I will sit in there with a smile on my face as long as I know I'm getting on that plane and I'm going to DJ to people. Do you know? So appreciating. The simple things, I think, I mean, of course we shouldn't, yeah, you know what, taking freedom, you know, for, for granted because Absolutely. nobody ever envisaged what has happened to happen, you know, so it's, I mean, I would just, I won't whinge about any airport queues, I won't whinge about yeah. my, my train is getting dirty at festivals, you know, it's really going to give, I think, everybody a sense of full appreciation for the most simplest of things when we go back to some kind of normal you know yeah no it's so so true so true to end would you be up for a, a round of quick fire questions go on then <laughs> well, i'm not the best i'm just going to tell you in advance i'm not the best at these but i'll give it my best shot all right then favorite studio snack anything that's chocolate but, but I, I, I've waited to answer that question because that's one of the things I'm trying to kick out here that's one of my battles to stop <laughs> wanting chocolate but ch chocolate is the studio snack so chocolate is just the snack straight up anyway but it's my one thing that I don't want to snack on anymore so we have a love-hate relationship with the snacks okay okay we'll skip past <laughs> we'll that skip question that yeah. <laughs> what would a perfect day look like for you yeah, couldn't it? Right now or any... Oh, I don't know. Let's just say... Uh, no, just in general. Just well, in, general, in general, of course, I'm going to say it would wake up, I would go to the gym, I would go to the airport, I would fly somewhere... Or even not, you know what, forget the airports, I'll get in my car, I'll go somewhere in England and I would have a gig that night, I would be with my friends, we would meet up, we would have a good night, I would go and DJ... We were, you know, just, I just, that, that would make me the happiest person in the world right now. I agree. What do you love the most about Ibiza? So, so much. The energy, the, the energy and the, the, the beauty of the place. You get here and you just feel good, you know. What's Ivor's favourite thing about Ibiza? You know, he doesn't like the cold, so he, he's really enjoying the good weather. He's not a swimmer yet, but... I am going to be going in the sea um, and trying to get him in with me. I might get him like a little life jacket. I think that might help him. But Ivor loves the weather here. He's not, he's not a fan of the cold, so he's he's loving the sun. He'll I can be inside working. He'll just take himself out and just lie on the the terrace and sunbathe. Bless him. Yeah, he sunbathes. Bless him. Bless him. <laughs> you can get in the studio with anyone. Who would it be? This is a hard question because I've been in the studio, well, not physically been in the studio, but um, with so many people that I've always wanted to collaborate with, so I've already ticked a few of those off. You know what? I'm just going to throw this out there. Maya Jane Coles is just legend, and that just links back to the... She's a huge inspiration for me from the kind of old era, deep house. So, And she's goals, man. She, I would just, yeah, she's goals. Something you always have in your fridge... 
<laughs> to be fair, I haven't now. I've, I've exchanged chocolates for satsumas. I don't know whether they're satsumas or mandarins or clementines. Are they the same thing? Oh, I don't know. I'm going to say... It I'm has to... S- you should know. You, you know, no, you're I Spanish. Can't, I can't. That's Spanish. <laughs> you have oranges all on the trees here. I have no idea. As long as it's the easy peel and you can put your finger in them and peel them easy, that doesn't... Okay, it doesn't matter. But So I've exchanged, so that's what's always in my fridge right now because that's my go-to. You're going to end up with a Terry's chocolate orange in your fridge, basically. Uh, if I could turn them into one, <laughs> I would. Um, the emoji that you use the most... The oh, there's there's probably three: the love heart one, the uh, crying laughter one, and um, how can I best describe it? The one that looks like water. The one that looks like water. Yeah, <laughs> we'll go with that one. Yeah, something that you have too many of. Tr- trainers. Some would argue I have too many trainers. I'm obsessed. I don't know why I knew you were going to say that. (laughs) Is that what you thought I was going to say? Yeah. Yeah. Very impressive. (laughs) The weirdest thing that you've been given at a gig? Um, I'm going to say a a bra, underwear. I've been given lots of random things like uh, teddies, letters, so cute, gift vouchers. for. um, They know um, I went to, I think it was in Texas, and obviously I post about eating stuff yeah. and this girl had given me like a gift card and a voucher to the like the local organic juice like just so Aww. so cute um but the weirdest i would i would say i was playing in mallorca actually um bcm so it's no surprise a bra come flying at my head <laughs> <laughs> it's the f- i think it's the first time that's ever happened so yeah a bra, a bra. yeah that's yeah. so funny old you, school when you said letters at the beginning i thought you said lettuce and i was like lettuce i mean it, it might happen in the future. <laughs> <laughs> and last question, because this podcast is called Can You Put Me On Guest List? Yeah. Obviously not now because everything's closed, but in normal <laughs> times, do you have a guest list rule? Um, I just like people to be polite. You know, some people won't even put a please on it. Like, they come out of the woodwork. Like, they come out of the woodwork, haven't spoken to them for ages and won't even put a please on. Like, I can't entertain that polite and I've got space I'm, I'm all up for it you know yeah. I have absolutely no problems you know we've put in people I'm guessing in fact I, you know I love I, I love being able to 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 do that just to just be polite yeah just be nice, be nice. it's not hard to be nice guys be polite put a please on the end if I've got space um and bring me a bar of chocolate. <laughs> no, yeah, and that that will that will work as well. Some people have actually done that. And oh, and if they bring over toys, well then it's game over. Then you can come backstage. You can drink with me, dance with me, everything. It's happened before. So yeah, yeah, yeah. People have bought Ivor. Even in America, people have bought Ivor toys. Super cute. I think people love. Ivor more than they love me, but that's absolutely fine because he's he's king. Yeah, he's he king. Is too cute. Too he's cute. been. I'm sure you can't hear, but he's been crying. You probably can't I hear. Can hear oh, can you? Yeah. He's been crying the entire time. Oh, bless him. It's all good. Right, well, we'll go and give him a cuddle now. Yeah. Anyway, Hannah, thank you so much. Um, you are a true inspiration. Thank you. Thank. For... Th- no, honestly, thank you. Thank you very much for for you know for your time and to ask me these beautiful questions. It's honestly, it's been nice for me to kind of socialize as well nice so. for me as well <laughs> now we'll definitely do more together now that for you're sure. here in ibiza i'd love to spend some more time with you and yeah again thank you so so much for your time and i hope that you enjoy your time here in ibiza thank you very much thank, thank you. you yay